fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of We The People Radio. I am your host, as always, James, and joining me is the right-wing cigar king, Alan Jacoby. That's me. What's going on, everybody? Beta! Beta! Oh, you, that's it! Beta! <laughs> that was Got a him. surprise. Oh, I Got him! Him. <laughs> Peterson. Beta! He black! He I black! <laughs> Hold on, technical difficulties. But... Today we got a very special guest that I'm very excited to have on. I've been on his show uh, once before, and we haven't even seen parts two and three yet. I'm excited for those to drop. Before we introduce him, we're live on Rumble, CloudHub, Facebook, Pill.net. We are live everywhere except for YouTube because they hate us. Go like, subscribe, share. Help us beat the algorithm. We're super heavily shadow banned. Nobody likes us. Our guest actually just had his Instagram nuked because that's how the censorship is still going. Uh, but very excited to have this guy on. Welcome to the show, the host of Biding My Time, Chris McNelly. How you doing, buddy? Gentlemen, how are y'all? Thanks for having me, man. Ah, super when excited. They, when did they uh, nuke your Instagram? This Recently? was not this past Saturday, the one before. Did you have warnings or just out of the blue it was just gone? So I was getting flagged like every two weeks or so. Like, hey, this stuff – not just censored like they were it was popping up on my home screen randomly and then finally i just i logged in or just got on instagram on saturday and it went from you know warnings to your account is suspended for the next 180 days it wasn't you can review this over it was next 180 days you got nothing 
and I went and tried to open another account to test something. And I came to find out they, uh, they've blocked my email address, my phone number, my IP address. Ah. And so I'd have to go change everything. You have to go to like a library and, and, yeah. and, and open up an account. <laughs> like I had to do that for Facebook. I had my girlfriend create an account and I had to log in from only my desktop. I couldn't use my phone for the Jeez. longest time until I got a new phone. It was, right. it was brutal. It makes you feel like a legit terrorist. I mean, <laughs> you look at it now. I mean, what, what did they just say now? Literally the FBI is saying words like red pilled based. And ch- if you're, if you're a red pilled based Chad, you're a fucking domestic terrorist now in the eyes of the FBI. Right, Alan, we're already on the list, but welcome to the club, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the domestic terrorist club. Uh, we're, we're all here. We're ready to, we're ready to party. So tell it us. It was a funny. Bit. Go ahead. No, uh, I was gonna say it was funny when it happened. Uh, my fiance, she was like, "Are you are you upset? How do you feel?" And I was like, "No, I'm proud of myself. Like, it means I did something right. Let's uh, let's pick up the pieces and move on and keep posting some shit somewhere else." So. Yeah, it means you're over the target, 100. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're definitely hitting the hot buttons, and they don't want that information getting out, and they'll do anything they possibly can. And we talked about two weeks ago about the restrict act and what's coming down the pipeline. Cause the, the censorship and uh, the banning of accounts clearly hasn't worked cause we're coming back stronger than ever. Um, and we're still sharing this information far and wide. Social media is something that got away from them big time. But before we get down that rabbit hole, I want to introduce our audience to you and, and, and what you're doing. So tell us a little bit about your show, biding my time and a little bit about yourself, dude. Absolutely. You know, I have been fortunate and graced to have, I guess, known that the world was full of shit and everything was fake and gay from the time that I was, you know, 16 years old. And when I graduated high school, Loose Change had just came out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew that I was on to something i didn't know what exactly but i had even known about the nephilim and the anunnaki and a lot of our hidden history even from a biblical standpoint or biblical cosmology even uh, at a very young age and so i was privy to the fact that stuff may not be what we're told or seen and it wasn't until 2012 that i uh i i like committed my life to seeking the truth and going down the rabbit hole and that's where everything just started to open up because it wasn't just that, hey, I'm going to go read some shit and talk about it at parties. I started Dude, that was me. even, yeah, <laughs> I even started having encounters almost as if I had invited this world into mine or vice versa. And so I started having encounters with individuals or, or people in general that had greater information, uh, greater tenure you name it, access, they had their own history from the SR-71 project and beyond. It was a real eye-opener to realize like, okay, the stuff that I'm seeking out isn't just bullshit. So how deep does this really go? And it wasn't until 2018 that I realized like, oh shit, we're dealing with like maybe multiple timelines, maybe uh, maybe some skewed reality. We're dealing with some some jumpers. Uh, this stuff Weird gets shit. dark. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, we're dealing with different dimensions, potentially different entities with interacting CERN. with CERN. Yeah. With uh, these portals in Iraq or these Stargates, you name it. Um, and so that's when it was like, you know what? At this point, 
the world's about to get bamboozled pretty hard, especially when COVID hit. And I got very vocal on social media um, during this last five years, specifically. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it wasn't until after I shut down my previous film and production studio that I ran for five years. And really this past year has just been upheaval. I had my first kid, uh, moved to a city that I didn't know anybody with my family and kind of just starting fresh and realizing like, hey, I, I'm not really sure what's next in life, but um, these are the steps that I'm taking. And it was during this time that I realized I know how to do all of this shit. Why not just start a podcast, start interviewing people who, um, again, are cut from the same cloth, but might have a different uh, version of the narrative or might have, you know, greater information for people. And also realizing that I wasn't crazy and I wasn't alone. Like this world of truth. Yes. This world of truthers and individuals who are freedom fighters, I would call them, uh, are just red blooded, uh, you know, individual sovereignty, constitutionalist right to bear arms fuckery. I'm all for it. And that's why I started this podcast and it has been a learning curve. That is for sure. Especially just with how my life is playing out right now uh, mm -hmm. in a great way, positive ways. It's been a rough road uh, when it comes to just personal growth and uh, again, adjusting to life. But what I found in doing all of this is that uh, I'm supposed to be doing it. And just cause my Instagram gets nuked doesn't mean that I stopped doing right. it. Mm -hmm. uh, now I just find a different way uh, to do it and, and maybe better ways. And so that's right where I'm at right now. I'm excited. It, uh, it was interesting to have people track me down after my Instagram got nuked. That was one of and them. The, yeah. I mean, I literally had people texting me being like, Hey man, I reached out to some Facebook friends of yours that you seemed tight with and said, can I get in touch with Chris? Cause I didn't know what happened to you. And so that was uh, it was also a wake up call that I had failed my audience by being too top heavy on one channel and not not allowing those people to be like hey if if anything ever happens just go here yeah, um, yeah i had to reach so, out to, to, to our mutual friend cassandra i had to reach out to yeah, her yeah i emailed you i was like yo shit i haven't heard from chris and i i scrolled down and i was like where the fuck is his account i can't find it anywhere <laughs> and then i found it, it says instagram user i'm like oh they got him yeah they that's, that's like the big problem with again social media and everything that we do you know james myself you where we're out there and we're telling the truth. Like my Instagram or when I, my, my big account, when it got nuked, I had just, I think I hit like 9,000 followers. I was not getting hit with sus suspensions. It was a clean account. It was a legit clean account. I wasn't getting fact check. It was wide open. The reach was unbelievable. Remember James, I was getting tremendous reach on. on crushing. I couldn't, and then out of nowhere, you got fucking hit. <laughs> I wake up one morning, you know, and I do most of my uh, great thinking on the toilet. I click Instagram and <laughs> it's gone. Your account has been removed, like with no explanation at all. And it was, it, it, it took the wind out of my sails all day. I was so frustrated because, you know, we're not allowed on YouTube, Facebook. Even I sit there, I have 42,000 followers on Facebook and now only like maybe 300 will see something that I post, although I'm in jail right now, Facebook jail. You know, and I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, rumble, I think is where it's at. Yep. It, it's growing now that they're they're. I think they're changing their algorithm. They're adding shows like, you know, Louder with Crowder and these other big, big shows. And it's helping smaller shows like ours get a larger reach. So it seems the last few weeks, but 
it's hard. And I, I was looking through your your Twitter uh, earlier, and I saw something that you had posted a bunch of stuff like five days ago. And I was obviously we want to I want to hear about. And I know James has been on your show and, and probably heard some of this, but for our our listenership on We the People, sure. Um, you know your experience in the entertainment industry. How you know you 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 cut you kind of have a you you've seen a lot of dark dark shit in 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 Hollywood. It seems too, from what I'm. So, it's Alan, it's funny that you say that because I haven't heard this story. When I was on Chris's show, okay, uh, we 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 went we got really weird. We were talking about Tartaria, and you were telling me about the bells. Like I want I, I want to get into the bells with you again because that shit was fucking bananas to me. That was a, a new <laughs> one for me. Like we were getting, we were having a lot of fun, uh, but you only had briefly mentioned that you you saw some some dark stuff in Hollywood, and I'm actually very curious because you said that right after you graduated high school, whose change came out, and you've been diving down these rabbit holes. At what age did you decide to venture out and try to get into Hollywood and you know break into the acting biz? You know what's wild is this all happened around the same time, and if I were to look back at my life. I have learned, especially in this past week, I got to experience a miracle from God in this past week and not in some uh, Fruit Loop, you know, coffee donut, jerk off Jesus way. It was um, it was very tangible and, and something that has impacted my life greatly. But I share that and I say that because that has been something that has always been not necessarily a theme, but I have true experiences that I can put in my back pocket for the rest of my life, for my own soul, for my own being. But these stories uh, that have taken place, I'm able to share with other people. And one, it's taught me that I'm not alone, once again, and I'm not some freak. Uh, but while at the same time, realizing that uh, at the end of the day, whether we chose to come here, whether we're our own writer, director, producer, actor in this thing, or we were, you know, just by 400 trillion to one happenstance. And God said, hey, you know, James, you're here and you're going to be uh, in Vegas in 2023, just ripping it. Um, in high you know, I, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't I can't say for certain how or why. Um, but I remember very, very specifically in 2012, I, uh, I had left my hometown for the very first time in my life that I was moving away. I'd never been anywhere. And you were, and, you were what, like 20, 21 years old. You were 22. Yeah. Something like that. Cause you're around the same I age. Was, as me. Yeah. It's 22. Just, just, just turning 22. And I was leaving my hometown. I'd been ostracized from an organization that I had been involved in where my community was. I was a hurt little kid, man. And I remember telling God to go fuck himself. And if he's real, then one ruined my life. And then two, uh, I want to know the truth. So at least just let me know the truth about the world, about why the fuck I'm here. I remember I was angry. I mean, you can't tell a 22-year-old idealistic kid anything anyways. And so I packed my bags. I moved to Austin, Texas, and that's where everything began. I started doing improv and stand-up. I got into a Meisner Conservatory out there, and I had come from uh, the arts and theater and entertainment. I mean, hell, when I was 16, me and a – my best friend at the time created a uh, sketch comedy 30-minute TV show on a high eight camcorder, edited it on what is now known as Adobe Premiere, and ended up pitching this with a CD to business owners around our town to raise the money to buy a spot on Fox 
uh, network to play our TV show, and we did, and it aired in like seven states, and it was fucking awful. Uh, I mean, it was you bad. were so pumped at sixteen years old. Uh, like, yeah, I fucking, sixteen. I yeah, and so many people were like, "How the hell did you do that?" And I, honestly, it was my friend who really knew how to like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're a business owner, and you're giving some shithead kids a couple of bucks to go put their trash on TV. I mean, we were smart, man. Um, so I've been doing this my whole life, but I get out to Austin and that is when I also really took what I said to heart. And I was like, I want the truth. And so I started digging. And the next thing you know, it was, I had figured out what the Bilderberg group was to how the Masons play into all this from ISIS to Horus, uh, to even the giants and, deeper into the Nephilim and maybe what happened in the Garden of Eden and how that has been skewed throughout history. The list goes on. And and this happened fast. I'm talking, it was almost like you couldn't have made it up. I asked for the truth and I got that taste. And now granted, I was a, de a degenerate from 20, uh, 22 to about 29. I, uh, it was fuck all. And I, uh, I look back at that. And I'm surprised I'm alive, if I'm honest, or not in prison. Um, I got to do some very fun things, but I was a very selfish human being during that time and very reckless. Um, it was fun living in New York and L.A. and Austin, and uh, I had gotten to you know write a TV show during this time. But it was a it was a dark season of my life, uh, and this is even before I got sober. But I share all that because, like I said earlier, God gave me what I wanted. I asked for the truth. And he said, okay. And I didn't like all of it. Shit was tough. Um, <laughs> hard to swallow in so uh -huh. many aspects. But I also started to realize too during this time that I had some intangibles and some innate talents that uh, I leaned on and uh, pressed into. And that's where I, I ended up, you know, getting actor of the, of the year runner up at IMTA. This is where you get like your Josh Dumel's, your, Brianna Hildebrand's, your uh, Ashton Kutcher's, it's a cattle call. And I didn't know that it was uh, something that had the wrong, the right connections for all the wrong reasons in that industry. I mean, you guys, you got to realize you're, you've got like six-year-olds at this fucking thing. And it's a talent show. And, it, and I got invited. My agent told me to go. They're like, look, you don't have to pay for any of it just get there and stay like fine. You know, you'll pay for your travel expenses, but just go to this thing. And I did it and I crushed it surprisingly. Um, and there are some great people there that people would know their names that uh, they'd be like, Oh shit, they came from that thing. What I didn't realize was, you know, the types of people that were, it wasn't just your, your, you know, your top five agencies. I mean, you've got the scum of the fucking earth, these things that you know they pay to be there because they're you know looking for the right talent kind of thing but they're not they're looking for humans um and it's messed up I and mean, these things are everywhere but that's where i met my first manager um, in what way are they looking like what, what are the some of the things that they might be every doing? every single one of these organizations on some level with the people they're associated with and how they function and where their money comes from it all ties back to human trafficking and I mean, think about it. Why do you think they have such massive, I, I understand there's money behind all this, but to glorify the idea of, you know, I get it. There's a need for it from an industry standpoint, 
but that, you know, every six-year-old that can tap dance and play a fucking harmonica has a shot to, you know, be a next Disney star. Um, it, it was one of those moments where I realized like they will, cause most people don't know this, by the way, if you are a young talent and you're good enough, you know that most parents will eventually for the right price, they technically sign their parental rights away to the management companies. Oh, I believe it. I believe that a hundred percent. And so you got to think about it. This isn't just a, and what does that actually mean? Signing your rights away to these management companies. And Macaulay Culkin's got some interviews on this as well. Why he kind of disappeared for a while or not kind of, he did. Um, but I share that because one, I was wildly unaware of how the industry really worked. Again, young, talented, naive, idolistic kid who, you know, was pursuing everything for all the wrong reasons. But you're chasing um, your dreams at the same time. Like, that's like a, a was, dream to I be was. a Hollywood actor. Like, so many oh, kids yeah, yeah. go up and that's, that's what they want to be. That, that's what these kids are thinking about. They're not thinking about, oh, they're going to get preyed on and, you know, run into, what is it? Yeah. Dan Schneider over at, at Disney and have, you know, people, <laughs> yeah. you know, where he wants to jerk off on everybody's feet and then things like that. But, like, is it – so the, the talent agency, just say take the talent management agencies – that I would, from what it sounds like, and it's obvious that there's really some sick, nefarious shit that goes on just within those agencies with with children and how they are treated and exploited. I wouldn't. I mean, again, that whole world is connected, and what I mean by that is everyone who is doing something relevant on a large scale understands. It's where you get this, you know, single. I and a lot of people think that it has to do directly with, you know, the Illuminati or you know it's just, it's six six six. It but what it actually has to do with is, is is they're saying I'm turning a blind eye to everything that I know about what actually takes place in this industry. And Mel Gibson has talked about it, you know, significantly and in detail that Hollywood is truly built on the blood of children. Oh, a hundred percent. And I was actually actually going to bring up a classic Mel Gibson clip. And ask you because, uh, and I want to hear more about you, your personal experience sure. more, more more than just what what the industry is. Because a lot of people that uh, are watching, they they're uh, they're aware now how corrupt and evil Hollywood is. Yeah. Like people are waking up to this in record numbers, and it's amazing to see. And I'm and, and I'm glad that all these woke businesses and all these these companies that are towing the line uh, of the entertainment industry of the bankers, people are seeing through it now. Um, but it's funny that you bring up Mel Gibson, and I'll play it right now because you pr just brought it up. But this is exactly what he's talking about. Is this what Hollywood's was, like? Oh, God, I was in my, my uh, mid-20s. Right. The first time I really came over here. You know, I had a whole bunch of weird paranoid suspicions about what the hell was going on because there was a lot of stuff I couldn't understand. Right. Um, and nobody was really bothering to explain it to me. They don't. <clears throat> and it... it, it and I formed a bunch of opinions about the town and about the people in it that were like, surely that couldn't be because a whole place can't be like, you know, weird town, you know, where the stranger wanders in and, and all the people are in the bar and they all shut up when he looks at them and, mm -hmm. and they tell you, don't go into the house on the hill. And it's like that. Mm -hmm. And then you go away and you think, no, that's, I was wrong. I mean, that's insane thinking. I'm paranoid. I, I imagined that stuff 
that couldn't be the reason for why so-and-so was acting like could it mm -hmm. and then you find out later on the track that you are exactly on track mm -hmm. with a lot of this stuff not specifically on no, track no. but that you could uh, that some of your worst nightmares were real at the time and you think oh. mm -hmm. now this is what i mean by actually starting to swim up or downstream with the rest of the salmon mm -hmm. you know eventually if you stay here long enough yeah you'll find yourself doing that um and you have to There's a way of doing it without doing it. Mm. That takes time. Mm. Uh, and it takes relaxation. Mm. Not being uncomfortable about... Not being uncomfortable. Realizing it for what it is. Projecting. Understanding what it is. Once you understand it, well, then you're not afraid of it anymore. Mm. So you can just walk around it and through it. And, mm -hmm. and then get on with what you tried to get on with in the first place. A place like this can humiliate you, mm -hmm. and it can be. It can either. It can humiliate you. It can be humbling. I mean, it, it does rip your life to pieces. Does it? If you'll let it. Yeah. And it's always pounding at the walls. It's yeah. These little guys, these little heathens with no soul downstairs with horns on their head with a battering ram trying to like beat your walls in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what is that an accurate de depiction of the town of Hollywood? My favorite part about that is Mel's trying to tell us everything without saying fucking yeah. nothing. Yep. He doesn't mention he, he, he's still very. I mean, whether people realize this or not, like people die for this shit, and Mel Gibson's probably one of those tough cookies to actually kill, much like Sylvester Stallone. Uh, these people that weren't born into the industry, they. Uh, they literally earned their way in and the money that they provided these studios and that they made, made them almost immortal. Mel Gibson was one of those people. Yeah. Um, and well, he so describes it in there. He's like, once you figure it out, like you can just walk yeah. around and walk through them. Like you're not going to be bothered by their bullshit. Um, and he's just bigger, bigger than them. And he, he trusts in a much higher power in my opinion. Uh, Bell Gibson and that's my hope man because I've read some things that are unfortunate at the highest levels that everyone's compromised now granted what that is for could be no different than you know a Stormy Daniels situation which yeah. is something of you know these are two adults doing adult things uh which is very different from fucking pedophilia and human trafficking so um yeah, so I, I don't know what compromise means as a whole, but I know that some of the worst in that business, um, the worst part of it is they're born into it. And what yeah. I mean by that is that whether we hate these people or not, they're also a product of that system and environment themselves. Even though that they might have become the perpetrators, they were also once upon a time victims. And that's something that people don't understand, but that's how you, that's how you keep a bloodline and you keep uh, a certain cyclical uh, traumatic cycle in play is you, again, whether people understand this or not about the psychology of children, uh, not to deviate too much, but this plays into it. Um, I'll give you an example, two, two trains of thought here. So one, when it comes to uh, women, so women who are raped or molested before the age of puberty, uh, two things happen to them psychologically. One, they either become uh, pretty much whores and addicts, okay? 
and they'll never be in a steady relationship. They'll never be able to keep one. They will, again, sleep with anyone and everyone for the most part, and they most likely will have strong addictions or they'll kill themselves. But on top of that, or an aside to that, is most people don't know this either on a psychological level, that children before the age of puberty can only secrete one fucking hormone in their body, and that is adrenaline. And so when you, again, you, the three of us, most likely, if we are put in a stressful situation, our flight or flight is going to kick in Mm -hmm. and our body is going to secrete Hopefully, if we're balanced and healthy, for the most part, the right natural chemicals for us to deal with that situation. That's my favorite feeling in the world. I seek adrenaline situations. It's my favorite. It's fun. It can be. It can be. uh, It can be a blast. Um, I was a big junkie back in the day. Yeah, big. Hey, Cliff Davin's a blast. Okay. Alan, Alan likes biting glass and getting stabbed by homeless people. <laughs> uh, but that's that, I mean, cliff diving is comparable. Sure. Um, sure. No, I love cliff diving too, but, but <laughs> so I, I say all that because it on a psychological, physical, tangible level, it makes sense. If you can actually understand, not make it, not make sense. That's the wrong. If you can come into an understanding of what these people are actually doing uh, when it comes to the business of children and human trafficking and torture, uh, because the conspiracy of adrenochrome and the drinking of the blood and the um, the Baal worship and the Moloch worship, which goes back to biblical times, uh, which is a satanic Luciferian uh, practice, occult practice in the torture and magic based around children of a certain age. And after those children have played their part, whether they were sexually abused, ritualistically abused, uh, or just abused for the sake of their blood, all of these things create uh, a certain tangible principality and wide open door much like you would see on stranger things on a spiritual level as well and so you're dealing with a a, a myriad of outcomes that takes mm-hmm. place in this because it's not just the sick fucks for the pleasure of it the kevin spaceys okay. that are on epstein island and most people don't realize this from everything i've ever read he's the worst he's one of the most demented he gets off on the torture not on anything else. And so it's it's beyond that because nice. after that, there's the spiritual elements. Aleister Crawley, if you're not familiar with him, I would say that he's the father of you know Satanism in America or in the modern era. He talks I mean, about in one of – yeah. yeah. He talks about in one of his books, and it's right there. You can go look this shit up. I remember reading that, and I had to take a step back and a beat like, what the fuck did this guy just say? Long story short, with the right spells, incantations, with the pentagram, and again, the right, the right ambiance, the right incense. I mean, this guy mapped it out. This was, a, this was an actual ritual. With that, and then he says, you then take a boy under or around the age of two, and you molest them, you rape them, and then you spill their blood. Oh he said, God. when you do that, you will encounter the most powerful entities known to man. And so you're opening up, you're, you're literally ripping the veil 
from our world here. Do a spiritual and world. What, yes. And so with that, Hollywood, I remember living there. I was there for a year. And then I got to go back, you know, every six months or so with some of the things that I was doing. And yeah, it's a fun town. I mean, it's like any big city. You've got it's got its perks. And granted, it's a shithole now. Um, but but being there, there is a fucking atmosphere about that city. And I knew it when I got there. Not only is it desperate, I mean, god damn, is it desperate, but there is something alluring about it, even though it's trash. I mean, it's literal trash. And people still, I mean, I saw a Facebook post three months ago of a dude being like, I'm going to pursue my dream of being an actor, moving to LA. And I'm sitting here thinking, what a dipshit. Uh, but there is, it's going to end yeah, up but there's still born living on the <laughs> <Yeah>. streets. <laughs> but I share all that because, again, Mel was very, uh, I liked his description of like, I'm crazy. This can't be happening. I'm I, what I'm thinking is not really what I'm thinking. And then you find out, Oh fuck. What I'm thinking is actually exactly what I was thinking. And so when I, when I got done with this cattle call and I'm, I'm now in a position to where this management company wants to sign me and I had gotten scholarships into programs out in santa monica like i did like going to this cattle call changed my life and it was a great opportunity and so within three weeks i was back in chattanooga packing more stuff up and then headed to la and when i got there i started doing the upright citizens brigade i was doing stand-up sketch writing uh you name it i was you know doing what everybody else out there was doing but i had representation and I will never forget, it was after one of my final shows, I think it was like Improv 102 or something like that. My manager was there and he was like, hey, come to the office next week and let's talk. I had a good show. I did good. So we get there and this is in Burbank and his office was a fucking house in Burbank and we go poolside. It's nice. You know, it's LA. The weather's perfect. You got your nice cabanas, the yards flush. Like it was to a 23, 24 year old kid at the time. It was very, very appealing. 100%. And we're sitting there and long story short, I'm getting schmoozed. Chris, you're attractive and you're funny. That doesn't happen. Uh, you've got a great accent. I mean, like this stupidest shit you, that you don't think about, but in and the back of your mind, you're like, your ego. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, heck yeah. And then finally, he's like, so here's the thing. We don't necessarily like your upbringing and maybe some of your beliefs, uh, where you came from. We think that maybe they should just let them be there and maybe take a more spiritual approach out here. Just, you know, just just embrace what this, this place is. Uh, he's like, because you can really, you know ruffle feathers you know with those kinds of beliefs and so at first i was like okay i'm i'm, I'm listening uh you know it's not like i'm i got a bible and a sign that says you know uh fag sin equals 9 11 or something um <laughs> you know uh so i found that funny what? but then he was but then he then he so he's schmoozing me and then he brings me down and then he makes it clear he's like so here's the thing we've got two roles right now that are significant on these subsidiary networks of the big three. And he said, but we would like for you to be gay. And I'm sitting here thinking, 
<laughs> Great. I'll play a gay character. I don't care. This could be a blast. This could be this could be incredible for my, you know, career or something to say, look at this southern straight man playing a gay character. Look at the range. Like Ron and, Swanson in Yeah, in, yeah. In, in, <laughs> in, uh, Left Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The Last of Us. And uh so and I tell him like, hey, that's good. He's like, no, that's not exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we need you to be gay. Now, this is also where stuff started to get strange because as this conversation is happening, this dude continually is groping himself. And at first I just thought it was some old man adjusting his dick. Oh, but this dude is like, I'm pretty sure just over his khakis, you know, an OTPHJ. And uh <laughs> i just yeah. got that that's great you know what i'm picturing right now I, I just i'm just letting i'm just putting it out there that one of the one of the best movies if it's sexual you might want to keep this to yourself no 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 no. it's uh you know no, I'm joking. A, uh a team america world police where you <laughs> yeah. now suck my i just watched that the other day blow you no hollywood's not like that oh god so he is uh, – and again, I'm not necessarily – I come from just the worst circumstances as a child. So it wasn't like I was – again, I knew, I knew the room. I knew what was going on. I wasn't a fucking idiot. Uh, and then he's like, here's the thing. He's like, Chris, you are talented. You, you've got something. You're young. You're fresh. And that was things like no one knows you out here. He's like, we're always looking for people like you. And he's like, here's the thing. This is not out of the norm. He's like, I can show you, he said, but after we come to some type of agreement, three, four, five people right now that are just like you, they're straight or they're gay, and they're doing the opposite because that's what we need from them right now to, to grow their careers and to play, you know, and play their part. He's like, it's, it's not uncommon. We'll set you up with a partner. And you can do some paparazzi shit at the Grove. He's like, and we'll make sure that you're in a magazine with something. And then you can just go live your normal life in quiet and in private and do whatever you want. And I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> like, uh, you know, what? <laughs> Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, because I, I had known a little bit of maybe the Harvey Weinsteins of Hollywood. Yeah. And this is this is before I really knew about the depths of what the fuck was going on. But you can imagine this was a first for me of sitting here thinking, still like 24 years old, 23, 24, yeah, 20, 23, 24, just scratch my head like what the hell's going on? And that's when I realized like, OK, I didn't really know what to do in that moment. But this is where stuff gets fun. So I are met you there by a, yourself? Is it just you and this guy, or yeah. is there like your agent with you? It's just you and this guy. No, it's just that's his manager. This is your manager, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what's interesting is where I lived, and for anyone who's from LA or has been there, uh, they're off of Santa Monica Boulevard in North Vista. There's Plummer Park, which is where all the Russian Jew mafia lives. And there was an Astro Burger. And so what was unique about where I lived is, again, I was in a spot where I could pretty much walk to most of the things that I wanted or needed within reason. And in doing so, I ended up meeting this woman who was probably, you know, twice my age, uh, give or take, maybe not that old. And she ran this crazy ass high-end boutique thrift store. Okay, so hear me out. 
it's literally like a hole in the wall off Santa Monica Boulevard right before you get to Fairfax. And you've got Balenciaga, Gucci, you've got $3,000 pants. I'm talking all of it. And she's giving this shit away to homeless people every day. That's her business. And so I remember asking her, I was like, what the, like, what is this? How do you, I don't understand. She comes from money. She's an heiress of sorts and she's Jewish. And she begins to tell me about how her brother in the fashion industry and in his position, she just gets and has all, all of this shit. She's like, but I don't want anything to do with it because I don't agree with what my brother does. And I started asking her more and more questions and how the fashion industry was fucked up. And I'll never forget going to her. I remember sitting in her Mercedes on North Vista at like 9.30 at night after what happened and or about my, my, my offer. And she was like, Chris, you're one of the good ones. I don't want you to go, but you need to leave this town. And I was just like, what? Warning you. And And she was, she was like, you, whatever, what she wasn't, she was an amazing human being when it comes to someone who was centered and, and had found, had found their place in the mud and the fucking muck. And she almost seemed as if she was too far gone is not the right word, but almost like I'm already fucked. So I'm going to do as much as I possibly can before it's all said and done. That's how I felt about the Mm -hmm. vibe I got from her in hindsight. It was someone who was, uh, hopefully my good deeds will get me back. Whatever the fuck I, you know, sold maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, cause again, everything she did didn't make any sense. She had a ton of money. She never would tell me about anything like personal, you name it. She was an enigma. And when she told me, you got to get out of here, this place is going to, it's going to ruin you. It's going to, it's going to take what, you know, you just got, you just got told that, Hey, we got some roles for you, but you got, you got to be gay, not just in the role, but you got to be right in real life. Like you're now, you're now gay. And, and if you want this to happen, like that's a, that's a bold offer. Like you're literally being told that, Hey, we can do this. We can make you a famous person. You'll be known throughout the world, but you have to be a gay male walking around, even though that you're straight. And hey, uh, I, there's a ton of them that are doing this. And you're not the first person. It's funny. One of our first episodes that we ever did, the first episodes we ever did, we had a guy come on, and he told us exactly that. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, there's some very famous actors that are fl- that are flamboyantly gay in real life, but act you would have no idea. Uh, his, yeah. his his good friend is a, 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 a an underwear model, and he's openly gay. He's like, yeah, I go out on dates with, with this guy all the time, and people have no idea who he is. Or um, you have, he's like the he's he he took him to the 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 fashion guy who does the photo shoots, the photographer, and he's okay. like, uh, he's like, hey, you want to be on a billboard? Because he's the guy who does all the billboards in New York City. And he's like, uh, you want me? Because he looks like Vin Diesel covered in tattoos. And uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, we could put you up there. He's like, uh, but here's what I need from you. Uh, I need you to let me do, give me one hour with you once a month and let me do whatever I want with you for one hour. And he's like, everybody in this book and starts flipping through the pages of all his photos. And it's, it's, it's who's who everybody who's done an underwear shoot is in that book. 
and he's like, they all let me do this. And uh, damn. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And he passed. How did how did you manage to get yourself out of that like that that situation where you're there with your manager? Where he yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is I remember I called uh, or let my best friend's mom know, like, hey, I don't think because she has been my best friend and uh, you know a fucking godsend growing up as a uh, a, a stray dog, uh, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> kind of took me in. And I remember letting her know, like, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to be here anymore. Can I come back to Chattanooga not knowing fucking anything that I'm getting ready to do? And she was like, absolutely, come on. And that's where the next phase of my career in Hollywood that then this. Uh oh, we lost him. We can't hear you. He's still there. He just lost his uh, Fuck. his audio. Uh oh. Hold on, everybody. We have a little technical difficulties. Hi, FBI. Yeah, it's the FBI again. But we don't see him. Like we see him, and yeah, we don't hear him. I he's, see him. He's moving right. around. The feed's coming in through, but you have no sound. Maybe. And maybe can you back out and come back in maybe and maybe click out and come back in and unmute yourself we have to uh technical difficulties it's the fbi again this is what happens this is what always happens to us dude it always <laughs> happens i'm surprised your pc hasn't completely shut down on us no no i got the i got the fbi filter i got the i got the special fbi filter now Oh, good. Okay, good. So we don't have to worry about the special. And Bob came in and looked up the special. I got, I got the special. I have the special FBI anti, um, you know, filter. So let's see what we got. Gentlemen, up there, gentlemen. There we go. There we go. We hear you. We hear you. I don't know so, what so, just happened. The FBI. Hi, just say hi to the FBI. Yeah, the FBI. Let them know FBI is, is listening. We know. Hi, we guys. Are red, we are red pill based chads. So they they're now have two yeah. villains on my block. Yep. Yep. Come they, on. They don't like us. Should I? So, so you were saying you were saying that you, you were going back to Chattanooga. Yeah. And so this is where stuff gets fun because I, one, I got to see the, I guess, the sexual exploitation side of Hollywood which is just the surface of what's really going on there. And so I moved back to Chattanooga and my best friends here, and most people who, or anybody who doesn't know me, uh, my best friend has Down syndrome. His name's Andrew and he is the heir that runs. Some videos that you put out with him. Yeah. Like you guys have an awesome relationship. I mean, he is literally my saving grace. Uh, Without him, I don't know if I'd be alive today. And uh, I mean, we've we've grown up together from, you know, high school, middle school age till now. And this is when I realized because of what was happening in entertainment in general and digital and everything was moving to YouTube and phones. And even though this was like 2014. But that uh, was starting to turn at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do something with Andrew by ourselves. And man, I was thinking of anything and everything. And I kid y'all not, I'll, I, I've got the voicemail somewhere, or my buddy does. Uh, it was three something in the morning. I'd been drinking whiskey and I was going hard, smoking cigarettes. And I kid you not, it was like a, my brain downloaded 
this TV show. And I knew for the most part, like, this is fucking it. This is the show. And I wrote this awful fucking pilot, but the structure, like the actual Bible, the pitch deck that I made of this world and these characters, it, it, it opened every door that I thought acting could have opened for me and more. And so I ended up shooting this awful pilot. I created this TV show based around my, my life with Andrew as a uh, uh, scripted dark comedy uh, about two brothers like who, run a sam- who run a sandwich shop in a rundown strip mall in the middle of nowhere, white trash Tennessee with this cast of characters. And it was an ensemble. And so I wrote this show and started – reaching out and feeling things out what i realized early on was the support i had of the disability and inclusion community and the down syndrome community and so i started to dig deeper into more of the heart behind the show and what it could be more than just funny and that's where i ended up running and meeting my writing partner at the time who had a huge hand in developing this show and her daughter had down syndrome she reached out to me on twitter and was like, hey, I just saw your write-up in this, you know, on, on uh, I don't remember which publication it was, but uh, I just saw this, and I'd love to reach out and just tell you my story, and then kind of find out she used to be a writer. Either way, we got together, and that's when stuff started to take off because we took all of our industry contacts and just ran the fucking gamut on them. And long story short, from 20... 16 to 2019 i pitched this thing over 86 times and had options to make it a feature film i had fuck i mean seven different offers i had to turn down my first one i had to turn down my lawyer used to be sylvester stallone's lawyer at the time and he said i remember getting the option agreement he, we send it to him. He looks it over. He calls us and he says, so do you want me to tell him to fuck off or do you want to do it? And I'll never forget like realizing, holy shit, you know, what I saw on paper was not what I was actually going to fucking get. And that's when I, my There's eyes got opened up. Fine print in the contract. He was like, Chris, here's the thing. You know what they are going to do? They're going to pay you a little chunk of change. It's going to feel good for the moment. And then no one's ever going to know who the fuck you are and that you never made this. And I was like, holy shit. And so I went through multiple, you know, iterations of this thing. And eventually we were about to sign life rights for the major network. And we had blue chip budget for a four episode pilot season. And then COVID happened. And, and what's unique about it though, is with what is happening in my life now in the last year where I, I, this is year eight, by the way, of this show, I've been working on the same TV show for eight years. And what's unique about it is right now in the season of my life, I know how it's going to come to fruition. I, I just don't know the little baby steps that I've got to do right now that are next. And so I'm very excited about it, knowing that someday, just because I don't quit, it may be year 10 or 11, I don't fucking know, but that thing's going to get made. And it's going to get made for all the right reasons with all the right people. And it's going to have just nothing but blessings all fucking over it. I really, really believe that because of, not because of me, but because of who Andrew is and who Andrew represents 
not only as a person, but as a friend and his impact on our community here. Uh, but I'm very excited about that. But that whole timeline opened doors to show me how they truly fuck people in that business. And to give you an example, I don't care. I hope they hear this. I got to pitch Sony uh, back in 2016. And I've still got my time card, everything. I, it was a big day for me because I got to see Seinfeld and Friends and you know all these different shows that they helped produce. And we pitched this team. Uh, their original content, you know, scripted comedy team. And they loved it. They had all these different questions, you name it. And we had a tagline in there talking about how it's not your tip, your typical comedy or your eight, not an atypical comedy. So it was a play on words. And they asked us, what does atypical mean? And we gave them the, you know, the definition and description from, you know, people with disabilities compared to your, you know, normal people. And What's fascinating is two weeks later, we get the email back saying, look, we love this. We want to put this on the shelf. We want to continue this, but we've already got another show in the works right now that is very similar. And we just don't want to have too many of the same projects. So one, I thought that was bullshit. But what was interesting is later that year, Atypical came out on Netflix. And guess who produced and made that entire series? Sony. Sony. And I thought, God damn it, they stole they stole my tagline and named their show. Wow. Um, and so that has been a labor of love. And I have got to really see how fickle and, I mean, again, from a monetary side, I get why people out there who make the money they make, make it because it is, it's not just cutthroat. They don't give a fuck about anybody. Nope. If you, I mean, again, if you, if you can, and I'll never forget, Neville told me this multiple times. He said, Chris, this is your Rocky. I don't care how long it takes you to make this. Don't ever sell short. Don't ever sell out. Fuck everybody. This is what's going to, this is the thing. He said, so just don't quit on it. It's your Rocky. And he, most people who know Sylvester Stallone and how he yeah. made Rocky and yeah. it's a great story. And so I've always Alan's appreciated his name is Stallone. <laughs> it is my bad ass. <laughs> so it's been interesting. Uh, that part of it, the business side, it's given me, I mean, it's probably taught me more about business than anything I've ever done just because of the, the amount of paperwork and contracts and conversations and smarter people that I've had to get around. So it's been a real blessing. Uh, but it also, once again, it's just another side of that industry. Uh, and then you get into the people and that's where stuff gets even crazier because you realize one, I'm not so sure that everyone out there is fucking human. And two, you really, we are embodied souls. That is a conclusion I have come to in life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that transaction looks like fully. I can imagine in my uh, childhood hopes that it is like Beauty and the Beast when the Beast becomes human and he, all the light flashes out of him. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's probably what those transactions are like when you lose your <laughs> fucking soul. Uh, but it's real. And there are people out there that I've gotten to meet or have gotten to know. And that you can, it's, it is a weird 
knowing when you can look at someone and understand like, oh shit, like they're fucked. Like, I don't care what they're driving. I don't care what they like. You can just see it. They know it. You know it. Like it is weird. And they got everything they wanted and it means dick. Like talk about a weird, and the only way to feel better is to be, to stay in it. And to, you know, I mean, it's messed up. That's why all these people. Like, like, like there's nothing there. They're like soulless. Like it's like, you're talking like. You can tell whatever, whatever they gave up, they don't have control over their life anymore. So they're, they're not, they're not consciously making their decisions. Like you could tell there's somebody. Not, ult- not ultimately. Yeah. You can tell like they're trapped. And, and that, I mean, think about it. That's why so many people that have been out there, maybe they did a couple of good things for like three, four year runs. And now they're still out there trying to do all this shit trying to stay relevant because they sold themselves short. Even though they might've sold a piece of who they are, their soul, their deal wasn't good enough to keep them relevant for 10 fucking years. And so now they're still stuck out there doing all this shit. That's why people kill themselves. They get addicted to all these drugs. Cause I mean, it's dark, man. When you're, we're talking about ritualistic sacrifice of human beings and children. So I don't know what the soul tie and uh, aspect is when it comes to the people who do this, but it is significant and it's real. And it is something that at the end of the day, it is, I've always been proud of myself because I told myself I would never sell out and I never did. And I never have. And there's been moments with me and some friends of mine. It's like, yeah, I'd suck a dick for half a million dollars right now. Uh, (laughs) You know, but we're just, you know, we're just messing around and, it's something that, uh, again, to anybody out there that's listening, one, we don't have a ton of time left before people are going to look back at Hollywood and it's going to be in the history books or whatever we fucking read at that time as, you know, one of the greatest ruses on society ever. I mean, most oh, yeah. people have no idea that Hollywood was, uh, I mean, even the name Hollywood, most people don't even know this, that Hollywood is based on the wood that witches use to carve their wands and casting spells. Yes. And you have television to tell a vision programming. What are you programming? Who are you programming? Mm -hmm. And Hollywood was also co-opted by the CIA in 1953. They had had an office in Hollywood. Like why does the CIA have offices in major studios? I got to, I got to throw out a rap, uh, I guess a rabbit hole of conspiracy. Come on. We spoke about this. Alan's the resident normie. Oh, 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 before Alan, before I forget. He's not a normie. He's far from it. This this is what most people aren't ready to hear about Hollywood. And I won't go into too many details because I want to hear this. I don't want to interrupt, but I want to come back to it. Baphomet inversion. Just remind me. We're going to go. I just have a simple question. I want to go into that. Okay. I'm going to bring up Michael Jackson. You know, James, we've spoken about this. Like, I, I believe. What, how he's alive? Uh, well, all right. So that's one. That's one. See, okay. I, I okay. personally believe he did not molest any children. Same. Nope. And that they killed him and that they killed him off because of his plan of wanting to purchase certain entities and organizations and, and wanting to bring it all down and expose nope. everything. So what, he... I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, he was definitely – I believe he's a part of something bigger, but I also think that he was 
making sure he had his own insurance policy and if that it couldn't get done with other people that he was going to do his damnedest to do it himself. I agree with you. Yeah. I think, I think he was severely, severely abused as a child, not just by his father, but by the industry as a whole. A hundred percent. Like I don't, I don't believe he, I don't believe he molested anybody. I think he was abused. But I mean, that's another thought is that he might be still alive, but I don't know how much I buy. I don't, I don't really buy that. I, I, I believe that the industry killed him. They legit murdered him because they knew. Think if he's not alive, he definitely was murdered. You could tell just by yeah. what happened to him. <laughs> not accidentally. Yeah. He didn't have it. I think they, you know, he, I don't think we agree on that. Big medical problems. I think it was, any medical problems that he had was purposely just, induced on him by his, you know, his, his handlers, his managers, or whoever had access. It's like Joe Rivers getting routine plastic surgery and all of a sudden dies after making a statement that Obama's gay. You know, Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah, Big Mike. Yes, that's a tranny. <laughs> it, it's, well, it's, you know what's it, funny is, is y'all mentioned that that's where the Baphomet inversion of Hollywood comes in. Let's is go. so this is where stuff gets super deep and this is Let's where go. bloodlines come in and i'm going to use uh gisling maxwell her father robert uh, robert maxwell the the uh tycoon yep her sister and these are all quote unquote necessarily conspiracies uh her sister abrima abramovich or what i would consider her older brother who died at a young age quote unquote, and now we have a Brema. Uh, and then you have Lady Gaga. So just from a, a vocal scientific standpoint, and again, people think I'm crazy. I don't give a shit. This shit's real. Because uh, if you go look at the Baphomet, you go look up Bale and the up is down, yep, down and is up. signals. Yeah. And so again, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the bearer of light, whomever the hell he is and what we want to call him, he is a entity of confusion. And so that is why we see him with the goat head and he's got tits, but he's also got a dick. Yep. He is transgendered. What it also goes hand in hand with what we're seeing right now in this mass fucking push is this is all Baphomet inversion. And where stuff gets wild though is that most of these people, not most, a higher percentage than we could ever rationally conceive in Hollywood are born. Lady Gaga, from what I've read, Stephen Smith or something's a real fucking name, a man. And they go through at a young, young age and they transition as part of their bloodline role. And so this is where you get these people who are literally worshiping being a almost sacrificial individual in that world by becoming – well, inverted like we know the that lady gaga is a protege of marina abramovich uh she's done the right. devil the devil's heavens gala uh the whole gala was just a very satanic event uh they had that black dude chained to a tree that was covered in ash who ended up dead a couple weeks later uh they had uh that's the the gala where they you, you see lady gaga standing in front of the vat of pool the vat of blood and the human body in yep. there uh, that's that gala. And uh, she was very, very close with Marina Abramovich, and she does sound kind of manly. But what I can say, I th- th- this is this is definitely something where I like to dabble as well, but I, I, I tend to stay away from because of the fact that I have no way of proving it. Uh, you can point out the anomalies, 
There's sure. Definitely some anomalies and some things to look at. And, uh, and and would I be surprised if Lady Gaga was was a dude? And and, and I, I truly believe they 100% do what you're saying uh, to people in in Hollywood. I 100% believe that, that that happens. There's people that are born into this, just like they asked you to be gay. They, they have people that are born, literally born into Hollywood to play a role, like a Manchurian candidate. And this is why I say uh, maybe Lady Gaga, because you see how, how her programming has uh, glitched a few times. Sure. Uh, her, her MK ultra programming, she's gone through some times. Like there's, there's videos of her coming out of a hotel on stairs and she's like literally having a, a full on glitch glitch battle uh, with whatever's going on with her. And uh, it, it, it is very possible that she is a dude. She sounds very manly. Uh, and, and she, and I guess they could take these people like take lady Gaga, supposedly, you know, she supposedly grew up in Manhattan, you know, as a, as a girl and, and and she was always made fun of i would imagine they can like they were trying to do to you chris where saying hey we know you're a straight guy from tennessee you're 23 24 years old but we want we need you to be gay they can take anybody and i'm sure what happened to what's his name uh old town road guy uh little nas x oh yeah so absolutely i don't i don't really buy that little nas x is or um it didn't choose to be a homosexual, but I guess they could take somebody like him or even Lady Gaga and just like they tried to do to you, this is what we need you to be to further your career. We're going to program you or they're victim of young, young childhood exploitation and and transitioning and transforming all the childhood childhood into what they want them to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Like um, Amanda Bynes. I mean, there are so many. There are so many theories on so many actresses, like that little girl. Uh, I forget her name. I feel like an idiot for forgetting it. She uh, have you all Caroline on Poltergeist, who mysteriously died on an operating table, and they thought that she was. Uh, people say that she was uh, raped and and killed by uh, uh, that that director. Jesus Christ, Roman Polanski. No, not him. He was a known pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> No. Have y'all ever uh, have y'all ever read into the red shoes? Yeah, in oh, absolutely, absolutely. The and red how, shoe club, and, the red shoes and, that the Pope wears. Yeah, and how <laughs> that is those humans? are those are all the skins of humans that they have ritualistically murdered. Yep, absolutely. And they wear them. It's I almost always, like I, you're. I always ask where the fuck room is in the in the Vatican where they keep all the small children. <laughs> it, it's got to be in there somewhere. That's somewhere. Well. What's crazy is in L.A., go look this up, the uh, Playboy Mansion connects to the hills in Beverly Hills and uh, the Not Getty anymore. Museum. Not anymore. Not they, anymore. No, those they, tunnels. They buried, the tunnel, they buried the tunnels. But they yeah. like we, we knew that there was tunnels. We knew that there yeah. was an underground network of Playboy Mansion. And people still think that this is some crazy conspiracy. Like you look up the Finders uh, or yeah. the or the Franklin Institute. And, you, and, and these are things that are released by the FBI that prove that they're using tunnels to traffic children from schools. Like <laughs> this is literally uh, a known – a known fact that you can look up from the FBI vault and people think it's some, some crazy conspiracy. And you, like Alan said, you look at these young, these young children that come out of Hollywood. They're all like, look at Britney Spears right now. Like, look at her. She was, a, a, I had her poster on my wall when I was a kid. I had a huge crush on Britney Spears and hit me baby one more time. Dude, 
I got hard every time Toxic came on, bro. Okay. Bro, yeah, no rules. What? Yeah. Dun, dun, what? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> What? Absolutely. And now she's some fucking loon who's just dancing on her Instagram looks with her fucking makeup done terribly. Looks like a fucking crazy person. There are still theories out there that she's not, you know, free, that she's being held against her will, or even you go go crazier, or you call it whatever you want, that it's not even the real Britney Spears. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know who's who anymore. I've got to send y'all some videos of some of the uh, research I've done on the masks the CIA created. No, I, I, we, we, we've played them. I, we've actually talked about them on oh, the show. You? So, so, Dude. so the the head of the CIA is li- literally did a talk about, uh, not the head of the CIA. She was That's the guy. She's literally doing a discussion. She's like, "Yeah, we could be in the Oval Office wearing a mask, and you'd have no fucking clue. You'd have yep. no idea that they're wearing a mask." And this has been going on forever. Now we have AI. Like, forget about what we're seeing on TV and what we're seeing on the on the computer screen. That that can all be comp- clearly can be completely fabricated. Oh yeah, and, and, like everything I mean, about it can be completely fabricated and look make it look as real as humanly possible. Like, we'd have no idea, and that's the craziest thing about ai because we don't even know how long it's it's been in existence and it's been used against us uh we only know that it's here now uh we know that the government has this technology well before we do so i mean everything like you said at the beginning of the show everything is fake and gay gay (laughs) yes yeah and you're talking about her name was jonah mendez and she was a cia intelligence officer she was there over 25 years she retired in 93 and she was she, her legit role was chief of disguise of that's the CIA. If that's not the coolest fucking title to have in a, in a spy agency, I don't know what. Do, it y'all, do y'all remember in Mission Impossible when John Voight ripped off his face? Yeah. yeah. God, that was iconic as hell. No, but that's, but that's real though. Like like like, like that's, I that's know. fake. Like the the, the Hollywood and I'm sure, Chris, you know more know, know this more than anybody. They're they're amazing at projection. They're amazing at telling, yeah. subtly telling the public what what technology and what things that they really have and what plans that they really have uh, for us and humanity in these movies. And then later, come to find out, we're like, holy shit! Like, like black. Well, Mir- to, to speak on that. So again, this may be a little a little to the left and uh it might piss some people off. Go but what it. you like just talked what the, what you just mentioned is a part of karmic retribution. Yes. And that is the that is the occult's belief that if they can tell the masses before they do their rituals, then they're not responsible for the set outcomes, quote unquote. I mean, that's the gist of it. And so with that. This is where not only is Hollywood via the CIA, who's obviously working with under whatever the fuck, the people and entities Mm -hmm. that actually rule the world, they're letting the world know through television programming what the fuck they're going to do. Here's where stuff gets even wilder, though. Talk about karmic retribution. So take Hollywood, take the leftist agenda, crackpots, okay? And then Mm -hmm. take the fact that these people... Worship Baal, Mollet, Baphomet, yes. Satan. Yes. Okay, so in all of that, think about sacrificing children. This is my conclusion on a subject that a lot of people cannot talk about 
openly without someone losing their shit on either side. I genuinely believe that abortion is an occult, ritualistic, Baphomet, Baal yes. worship and practice that they've guised as a women's right issue and politicized and brainwashed fucking everybody. And we have been openly, complicitly, and naively worshiping or at least providing this group with the necessary sacrifices, and we've been wildly unaware of it. Well, and I, the videos that I've seen in, in probably the last six months that have been coming out on what they're doing with these babies' bodies, I mean, I wept. I cried. I got this. I mean, I've got an 11-month-old son now, and after watching some of these videos, I mean, you get to see these people just fucking – they're just – throwing them through like they're goddamn little Debbies of like, well, what do you want to do with this one and that one? And it is, it lets me know like the, the, the evil and the capacity of, of the evil that's in this world. When people finally get to see it, if I'm right with my conclusions on what's coming, it will be the sobering humility driven fucking come together moment for all of us to where we realize like not only are we complicit and we're fucking wrong for this mm -hmm. but now we've got to come together and 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 literally fucking turn from all of it and so not to go on a tangent but that that is where again whether we realize this or not they are vying for every living fucking second of attention and energy and that's one thing that I'm excited about. Hopefully when all this is said and done is humanity will have an opportunity to operate how we are supposed to, uh, not only in this realm and on this planet, but hopefully, you know, even beyond. So, so I, I think you're, you're spot on. They, they definitely, first off, I tell people all the time, they, they, they actually worship Satan. This was a huge, yes. this was a huge, uh, Thing that, that I realize realization for me. Go ahead, Alan. I want to ask you <clears throat> what you think about this. So, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. They, they worship something evil, but I'm. Do you think there's something else that that maybe just isn't that we don't know about? A version of Satan, uh, a Satan-like figure that people in Hollywood and 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 in the hip hop industry and 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 just that entertainment uh, industry worship and maybe they don't call it satan like maybe it's not what we perceive as what satan is i was thinking about this the other day you know we all say oh they're all satanic fucks all these people in, in in the entertainment industry in hollywood but i guess it doesn't matter but i'm just i have this thought like is it is it something else that they're worshiping and it's it's the qualities of satan or do, or is it just shut up alan it's straight up satan you know, I believe that there are certain institutions out there that guise themselves as something else, even though they all serve the same master. They're just unaware of it. So yeah. I believe that. I mean, even the Masons, you know, it's not until the 33rd degree that you come to find out that you're actually worshiping Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, again, I believe a lot of these people uh, are unaware of what they're actually doing until it's too far gone. Um but this I don't, is why blackmail is a huge part of what they do, uh, and this is yeah. why uh, they use things like that to control people. Because once they do realize, oh shit, like 
uh, this is not what I thought it was. This is something totally different and evil. And now I'm a part of it. And you want to go and blow the whistle or you want to go and uh, get the fuck out and, and bail. They're like, hey, uh, here's a manila envelope that shows up on your front door. You better shut the fuck up. Uh, otherwise, the entire world's going to see this. Th- what the contents of this manila envelope kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what the, the – what, Alan? If they can get you and they – like if they – somehow can get you in a situation where they can blackmail you and then well, use that I, again. I really, 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 really think about this, really think about this, especially now. Um, you know, a lot of people, they hear like, say, say, we don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, right? Nobody knows who he is. And you're just an average guy, Alan. You have a guy, a friend that's very well off and he's got a friend that owns an island. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, Alan, I'm going to my buddy's, uh, he's got a private island down in, down off the uh, off the coast of Florida, you, you want to come? A private island? Help! Let's go! I'm I'm down. Yeah, like, I'm what? Gonna come. like yeah, exactly. I'm I'm gonna come. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna come. <laughs> but uh, it, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be difficult to get somebody to go down to a private island, especially if you don't know who the guy is, right? And you go down there, and you have a great time. You don't even know anything evil goes on in this place. You just have a, a fantastic time. There's beautiful women everywhere that are of, of age, and yeah. you're at the pool, like the pool, the water, everything. It's, it's, it's a great time. You go home not knowing anything of it, and then all of a sudden you get all these great opportunities handed to you. Like all of a sudden things start really just going well for you. Everything that you wanted starts falling in line. And you're like, this is great, and you're still hanging out with this, this friend and – do it, go to these parties and these events. And all of a sudden you start to see some weird things going on. And you're like, you know what? I, I don't think I want to be a part of this anymore. Cause you're just starting to notice it. You were just having a great time at first, but now you're starting to see a different like I was side. Good with one finger in my ass. Now you're talking about three. I'm out on three. Yeah, But it's yeah. just, it's just like, cause, cause you're hanging around it so much. Yeah. It's no longer new and like exciting. It's normal to you. So you're you're picking up on things that you didn't really notice the first time. And you're starting to say, like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable in this place anymore. Like I, I feel weird. I need to get out of here. And all of a sudden you see things that you shouldn't have seen and you want to blow the whistle. And all of a sudden they say, Hey, hey Alan, all this weird shit that's going on, here's some things. We have you at the island. Like they don't right. even have to have you doing anything you're compromising. There. You're just there. Like that that's that's all they have to have. Yep. It's all they have to have. And 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 this is why uh, when the first case happened and Epstein got arrested and the law, they gave the, gave him that sweetheart deal and the, the victims filed a civil case and right. the lawyer in the civil case subpoenaed everybody. He was like, uh, yeah, I served everybody. Nobody responded except for one person, Donald J. Trump. And he gave us helpful information. You want to know why nobody responded? Because they probably got, hey, uh, you better keep your fucking mouth shut. Right. Or we're going to tell everybody that you're involved in this nonsense as well, just like they did to Michael Jackson. Um, so I, I think that is a pretty, pretty valid point. But I think some people make a decision like Chris, you could have very easily made a decision because I know many people that would like think about people that, you know, they would do anything for fame and fortune. There's so many yeah. people that would literally do anything for fame and fortune that would be like, yeah, you need me to be gay. Sure. Fuck Especially it. I'm gonna be gay. Years old. You're in a new city or, you know, they're from a small town in Tennessee, you know, like they figured you'd be deep throating anybody and, and everybody <laughs> to become and a multi-million probably say yes. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people probably say yes, especially in today's day and age, but it's yeah. been going on forever. I didn't think about it. Um, and it, it'd be very easy to get people to do those things. So now if you had said yes and given into that, 
all of a sudden you you're 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 now getting all this fame and fortune. So first it's you had to completely pretend that you like dudes. Like you have to just put on this facade that you're you're gay in real life. Like it's a it, you're acting in real life now. Um and and then all of a sudden you're now getting invited to all these parties, invited to all these big events. Now yeah. all of a sudden they start trickling things in and all of a sudden you're now, you got both feet in there and, and you're like, shit, I can, I already made this decision to pretend to be gay. They're doing some really fucking weird shit. I can either get out of here and lose all of this or just keep going down this road. And again, many people just continue going down that road and doing eat more and more evil shit. And, uh, and they get all this fame and fortune. And it's, it's interesting for you to say that some of them feel like that they, they, it, it, when you're hanging around them, it feels like they, they, they don't have control. Um, do you think, yeah. do you think it's uh, any brainwashing like MK ultra tactics or these like people that are, that, that came in from that, that came into Hollywood more organically and were brought in or they were, they've been in the game for a long time, kind of groomed into the position. Do you think? Um. I think I know in the music industry, it's more prevalent. And I believe that is because of the type of talent that this is. And I know that this may be hard for some people to believe, but I believe that a lot of these people are possessed. No, I, 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 a hundred percent believe that dude. I, I, when you sell your soul and you, you side with the devil, like demon, demon demonic entities take control of these beings. I think you're frozen. Did, did we lose? He might have, yeah, we lost him. <clears throat> we lost him. Let's see if he comes back in. Um, but no, I, 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 there's evil entities all, all around us. Uh, you know, you, you feel like good vibes and things like that. Uh, and there he is. We get him back. We're getting him back. Uh, there's, are you back with us? Yeah, I don't know what keeps happening. Man, we start talking. We hit hot button issues, and the FBI is like, "Click, shut it down." You know, you know what else is interesting, James? We are on this track of like MK Ultra and people like being possessed. You know, think about the psychotropic drugs that are being used to handle these people. Also, look at what, what was it? Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kanye West and that guy that was dealing that was like handling oh, him, oh, Harley uh, Pasternak, yeah, who worked for the military, right? How yep. many of those individuals are, are are hired into the entertainment industry, the music and the entertainment industry to handle these people? And whether these people know it or not, that literally they're being drugged by managers and things to maybe act a certain way or, or you know, to how they so they can control them, whether they want it's, them to go on the crazy side or acting this way. I mean, like nothing things, well, one, one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just I didn't mean thinking about it in your situation. Like, imagine you did again decide to say, "Hey, I'm going to pretend to be gay," and after a couple of years, you're like, "I don't, I don't want to do this no more." Like, I made a, I made a bad decision. I'm going to come out and say, "Hey, I was just pretending to be gay the whole entire time." But it's now it's way too salty now. It's it's, I, don't, I don't like it no more. I, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, imagine you wanted to come out and say that they, they'd probably at that point, you know, maybe your personal trainer that you, you've been working with was probably suggested to you like many things like that are. And in reality, he is like a Harley Patronek who, who you think is a great personal trainer because he works with all these celebrities and does all these things. And so, so-and-so told you to get him, but in reality, he's a handler. And in reality, he's doing things to control you and get you to think a certain way. And, and 
This is what they do. Do that. People. This is what they're doing. One One thing that they do is they try to humiliate and discredit people. Yes. So because if they can make you look crazy or unhinged or un or just not healthy, then anything that you say about Zionists or about the sexualization of Hollywood or you name it. They'll just be like, well, you know, as y'all saw a month ago, so and so lost their shit. Yep. Uh, and I mean, look what happened to Mel Gibson, you know? Right. Um, and I think a lot of these things, Martin Lawrence, are also, too. oh, yeah. I think a lot of these things that happen are um, warnings. And what I mean by that is think about this. You mentioned this earlier in the podcast with what the government actually has with AI and certain tech. I can promise you this. The capabilities of what Hollywood has, it would not surprise me that the Alex Baldwin voicemail never actually fucking happened. Maybe Alex Baldwin slipped up and they said, hey, motherfucker, we're going to make you sound like the craziest, most abusive piece of shit in the world. P.S. If you don't step in line, we've got this, this and this. Yep. So Capiche, you want to play ball? And I think that's how that really goes. The unfortunate thing is I think people like Dave Chappelle, I think I think we're looking at a clone. I, I or, don't think it's the same same guy. No, I I, I really don't. He didn't and he left. Like Dave fled. Yeah, he I think they murdered him. I think they murdered him because he was actually gonna do something about it eventually. And so I think they got rid of him. Or they just brought out his replacement. That uh because I mean most people don't realize this either. Like clones are a real thing and they're everywhere. And they're common. We're just unaware of it. Just like the uh, they've all, that yeah, they've aware. already figured out how to not necessarily take your soul or consciousness per se, but they can data fucking brain dump who that person was into another. And think about machine. it now with, with AI. They can literally just off somebody, and like they weren't even like they they weren't even missed because now we have AI and they're just regenerated. No, they're still right here, but that's something they can control. I mean, that that's some scary shit. It's fucking terrifying. The technology that they have, it, 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 it really is. And, and this, what we're being disclosed uh, as, as the public should really make people think like, wait a second, like we could do all of this. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. I can make a lot of money, but like, what the fuck? Like, how long have they been using this shit? Like how long have they been using this against us to program us to do, to say, to have people say and do things like they could, they could have any celebrity get up there and be like, Hey, here's what I believe. And this is what I stand for. Right. And like, everybody's going to eat that shit up. And it's not even really that person. It's just a fucking fake and gay AI. <laughs> like, like, take someone like Lizzo, who was supposedly this, this homeless poverty stricken, fat black girl and now you know she's on top of the world at 600 pounds wearing string bikinis riding on private jets making hey man hundreds it's of called con- hours. it's called confusion man i mean mm-hmm. and think about it everything is left is right up is down you cannot tell me yep that if you were to go into another culture and they were to look at lizzo and you were to say is that human like capable or healthy or desirable, or attractive. Yeah, anything. But you want to have children. Like, yeah, 
they'd laugh. I mean, even this, even what's going on with, you know, the trans movement. And okay. again, I believe that it is Baphomet inversion, yes. witchcraft fucking, uh, they've been, this is something that's, they've been working on this for a long ass time. If you go to other cultures around the world, and you ask them about what we're doing here in this country, they literally like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Men, men are men, women are women. Like that's like that's Matt my Wolf. son. He did yeah. his, what, what is a woman? He went to like tri yeah. tribal Africa and was like, yo, uh, dudes over here in America are doing, they're like, what? No, I don't want to go there anymore. Like I have no interest. Yeah. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to, you know, be barefoot and I'm going to wear my loincloth and I'm just going to hunt and gather and I'm going to love life. Well, you know and what else is sick, James, is that, the, the the how the trans community the trans cult that is literally a minuscule percentage of the population mm -hmm. in America minuscule is one of the biggest talking points among among political pundits among uh, you know just in in pop culture and everything else like it, it makes it they literally make it seem that the trans movement is like half the population in the United States. It's wild how big they make it seem when in reality, mm -hmm. it's nothing. They're, they're, they're less than a fraction of a percent of the population, yet they're so overrepresented re represented in every form of media, every form of entertainment. It's it's literally- You know what's, uh, you know what's gonna be exciting about what I believe is coming over the next you know, 18, 24 months max is if you take away all of the um, luxuries that we have right now. I mean, think about it. It's bad, but guess what? You still go fucking out to eat and see a movie and put gas in your car. It ain't that bad yet. I was folks. actually thinking about that today. I was like, you know what? Like, I was watching the Masters yesterday. I was like, there's there might be a yeah. time or like going to play golf, like literally going to the links and shooting some golf. Like, like you're like, man, I would love to do that because you're yeah. not going to be able to. Like that's a that's a that's a very real reality. But with with hopefully that reality, I don't believe it's gonna last long, but it's necessary, is you're going to see all of these social constructs and I ideals or or hopes or whatever the fuck these people want to call them just disappear. One, because people are going to be thinking about how am I going to feed my kid? Right. And what do, what are my neighbors need and how can we help each other? I mean, think about how small everything could get very quickly. And that's when people are going to start to realize that life should and is supposed to be very simple and very sweet and and honestly built around people and relationships yeah, uh, that, that we yeah fellowship and rather than the, you know, I mean, fuck, you can't. You can't even ask to go bake a cake because the cake baker doesn't want to do something. You get pissed about. I mean, when did that happen? Why can't you just ask someone to make me a cake what? and eat it together and, you know, jerk yeah. off and have fun? Uh, so the, the, sim or the simple, uh, the simplicity that's coming, I'm very, very excited about. Uh, one, because I think it's going to force all of us to audit what the fuck's been going on. Uh, hopefully we'll be, we'll be, seeing hearing and given information on what's been going on but it'll allow us to take a step back and be like man there really isn't anything wrong with just grilling outside and talking to my neighbors right drinking a beer and hoping that 
I stray dogs doesn't come back. <laughs> I would love that. No, honestly, because like I was I was listening to something the other day, like uh the movie American Pie was like okay. was like peak humanity because it was before cell phones. Like you go to the party. And everybody's present at the party. Like everybody's there enjoying the company of the party. There is no cell phones in sight. Nobody's like in the corner on their phone, like scrolling by themselves. You go to a party now, like everybody's in small little groups on their fucking phone. Like it's, they're not even enjoying the company or enjoying the party. That's all they're, they're doing now. Um, And, and it was such a different time where people were, present in each other's lives and present in the moment and enjoying what they're doing rather than enjoying what's on a screen. Yeah. And uh, I would love to go back to that in a heartbeat. I would love, I don't get me wrong. uh, This kind of technology, if, if we didn't have cell phones, if we didn't have social media, we'd be up, up, uh, up a river without a paddle. We'd be fucked because think about 20 years ago, if they were doing what they're doing now to the to the American people, to the to the to the world, really, none of us would know any of this shit. No one would know. They'd be like, "Oh, you know, Joe Biden." You'd be handing out you'd be handing out D, uh, Blu-ray DVDs on the streets of Vegas, being like, "The government's trying to kill you." There's a guy out here that does that shit, and I give him my yeah. business card every time I see him. I'm like, "Yo, tune into the show, dude." Every time, uh, there's a guy out here. He there's pictures of him all over the internet. Like he's like, "They're out here. They're gonna kill you," uh, and he's a big, big, big. He's he's on our side. He's a re- real, real solid dude. I had a conversation with him. But but that, that's what would be happening, 100%. It'd yeah. be the crazy conspiracy nuts. Like, it'd be like me and you in the early 2000s, the mid-2000s. They're like, hey, this shit's fucking rigged. They're all sat- <laughs> satanic and pedophiles. James, you're fucking crazy. They're not – no, they're no, they're fucking not. Like, <laughs> like you're you're crazy. Like, it was, and, and, and Chris, tell me if you're if, – if I'm speaking uh, out of tune for yourself, but for, for me – it was a very lonely place. Like it was like, I, I knew about all of this evil that was going on and I couldn't tell anybody about it because nobody would believe me. And everybody would immediately just be like, yo, you're fucking nuts. Like you, you know, what's wild is it's here's what I've learned because again, right before my Instagram went down, I believe everything's changing right now for the better. Uh, I'm hundred percent with everything is shifted. The energy shifted. The world's moving into the next phase. And so people are feeling it, whether they understand what they're feeling or not, they're feeling it. Some of it's very positive. Some of it's wildly negative. And so I started getting DMS from people that were just pretty much fuck you, dude, you're a dick. You're crazy. What's your deal? Don't you have a life? And then I was getting messages from people saying like, Hey, Hey man, uh, I'm waking up and I'm scared as shit. Yeah. I was like, okay, I can deal with that. Like what I'm learning is there's this great divide right now of people when it comes to ultimately, I don't think people want to know the truth because it asks too much of us. Because if I'm honest, once you know that they are literally breeding children underground as a crop, Look at the world fairs. They used to do it yeah. in, in public at the world fairs. Yep. Like this is not like the cabbage patch kids kids is <laughs> not like real. Doll. Like that's real. Yeah. Like I want to have Josh Allen. We got to have Josh come on the show and talk about the the cabbage the, the cabbage patch. Yeah, okay. It's very real. 
A hundred percent. But it once someone knows the truth, it then makes you responsible and accountable. And people don't want any of that nope. shit. No. And that's so and that's for, so I'm, yeah, it's been very lonely. Yeah, exactly. What you just said, how people don't want to see the truth, how people want to live their life with blinders on and not like and not want to get involved, not want to not 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 want to care. Just want all right. I know I have to go to work. I know I have to pay my bills. I don't care what else goes on. It doesn't affect me, whether it's in politics or whatever it might be. Like I often have this discussion where you know people that I know who are small business owners that don't care who their local lawmakers are and they're not voting and they're not involved in some level of politics when it directly affects their bottom line of their business it's right. the same thing like if you don't want to believe that children are, are being bred and trafficked and 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 uh, uh mutilated for 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 sick worshiping purposes because God God proves, that. proves that right like it just it, it boggles my mind how stupid people are that they literally just want to ignorance is bliss that stupid well, term where as long as they don't they don't have to see it and you think about it it doesn't here's what's here's what's good about what you're saying right now because this is what i keep having to remind myself and I, I don't know if it's the year that i've had that's uh honestly given me such a mercy in life so that i can audit myself when it comes to uh my anger or uh the fact that uh it has been lonely and the I told you so moments are here and they're coming and they're going to get bigger. What I keep recognizing is let's take the whole movement of Q. Okay. Okay. So Q is not the operation itself. It is a byproduct of the overall mission, which is, from what I've gathered, a significant but not the largest part of it all. And these are things that not everyone's aware of. But Q was used to give people like us, the, the, the ones with real nuts and fucking gumption, so that when the shit hits the fan and the world is flipped on its head overnight, we can bridge the gap. And I'm not talking in a moment of, you know, I genuinely think that when this goes down and how it goes down, you're going to see grown men weeping on the streets because they're not going to understand what the fuck's going on. And the more and more I keep looking at how this could play out, I am trying daily to remind myself that I've got to be a vigilant peacekeeper and someone who allows those who – I mean, think about it. I got people, and we all do that have called me every single fucking thing possible that you could think of that would be very, very hurtful to someone mm -hmm. or just derogatory, rude and fucked up yeah. and been ostracized from people, groups, communities, like the list goes on. We have every right on a lot of levels to smile and wave and say good fucking luck. But yeah. I don't think that's why we are where we are and we know what we know at the so, end of the day. Chris, I'm glad you said that because I'm thinking the same exact thing, even in the people that even in the group of people that are awake, which is a very large majority, they forget 
including myself, how many people are waking up to what's going on on a daily basis and they're brand new and they're literally getting hit by a Mack truck. They're like, the light right. switch been on. They're like, oh, all of this shit is real. Holy shit. Like, yeah. and, and, it's, and, and what you said, DMs, people like, I'm awake, but I'm scared. And that really hit home because there's so many people like that and so many people that, that, that have been following this story for so long and aware of the evils and aware of uh, the, the, the things that are happening, they forget that a lot of these people are brand new. They just learned this and they treat them yep. as if they've known, like how the fuck have you not known this? Like where the fuck have you been? And they, 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 they don't help people. And I, I agree with you. A totasos are coming. Like we, they're necessary. We need to tell these people like, Hey, I tried to fucking warn you. Uh, you're an idiot, but now I'm going to be a guiding light. I'm going to help sure. you along this way and, and connect the bridges to why all of this is happening and why you're just learning this now. Uh, because otherwise we're going to collapse as a society. Like I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I, I say all the time, cause me and Alan go back and forth about Q. Alan thinks it's nonsense, but he's never read the damn drops. Not um, that I don't think it's nonsense. I just think I, I, I have this, I, I think it's like a, I just think it's some sort of psyop. I just, I just, not that well, I. It is a psyop. That's the thing. Like that's the p- thing people f- don't realize. There's, there's negative and, and and positive psyops. Like psyops work both ways. And I think what the psyop really was is kind of what, what Chris said. Uh, it was to train a lot of people how to think for themselves, how to disseminate information, how to read through the media's lies and find the, the real truth, and then also relay that information to others on a, on a large and massive scale. Um, and, and, and we, it's funny that you, you bring this up, Chris, cause I had this, I had this brought up and I was hoping that we could get into a discussion about this because, uh, people don't realize how skilled and talented some of these people are on these chan, these messaging boards, the four chan. Oh man, it's like, fucking we, fascinating. We, we call them autists for a reason. And, and, and I give them a lot of the, like, I take a lot of their work that they have done to do my research and, and, and learn myself. Like I, I can't scour the, the, the depths of hell on the internet to find the information and the government documents and things that they're finding. And, and, and it's funny because Joe Rogan actually just talked about aut- the autists on his show. Uh, really? And I, and I, and I, I've been bringing up this, this, this exact thing to describe the autists on, on our show for years, because what they did was so amazing and so ridiculous. The fact that they were able to do it, it's like, these guys can do anything. Um, so yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to bury the lead, but here's what they did. Come on guys. What the 4chan guys did was fucking amazing. This is what they did. Shia LaBeouf put up a flag that said he will not divide us and then had a live stream where you could go and look at the flag as it's waving in the breeze. Talking about Donnie. The fucking flag. The way they found it was genius. What they did was they found out where it is by stars. They looked at the fucking stars and they figured out where the area is. They went around. They had around with a car and you can hear the horn on the camera. They went to the fucking flag, took it down, put a Make America Great Again hat on and a Peppy the Frog thing up there. I <laughs> walks up to the camera and goes, fuck Shia LaBeouf. These guys are animals. Fucking <laughs> savages, dude. And these are the people 
that we call autists. Like these are the people that are on uh, that are that are following the cue boards that are taking that information and disseminating and finding all of these things that we're like like uh, Chris, you've been following for a while. I remember the Great Awakening thread on Reddit was amazing because this mm-hmm. is where all these guys would get together and share this information. It was like a, a huge download for so many people that like were, were unaware and 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 I truly believe that cue. Wasn't ne- I, I do believe that there's patriots working behind the scenes along with the American public to fight against this global cabal, against this evil, evil uh, New World Order agenda. I 100% think that's happening. And me and Alan have discussed that it's even possible that Xi and Putin are working along with si- alongside these patriots to expose this global cabal, something that Q has talked about. And, 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 and I agree and- with that. Um, but I also think uh, it, it was, again, a psyop to train – uh, millions of people all over the world, not just here in America, all over the world, how to disseminate this information, how to research, how to think for themselves, and 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 how to share this with millions of people far and wide, uh, more so than than actually giving us information, because a lot of the information was was already known information by many people. It wasn't like uh, uh, new things, except for the original pictures inside of Air Force One. Sure. Like those, or or like the, the, those one of one photos, or like uh, the 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 one of one photos inside of the Oval Office of uh, uh, of uh, executive orders that Donnie had tra- signed. Like, how do you have access to that that are one of one photos without having inside information? Like, there are so many things going on uh, that 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 proves its 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 uh, validity. Uh, you know, I've talked about the proofs that I go back to the McCain proof, the Soleimani proof, uh, the Easter Sunday proof, uh, the tippy top shape proof. Uh, you know, these are some of my favorites that I go by, but there's been tens of thousands at this point, major proofs. Oh, uh, the last month alone has been. Oh, it's just, been uh, crazy. Oh, man. It's been like, okay, uh, I get it. I get it now. The whole at what point is this mathematically impossible? Or just a coincidence, or every narrative like, that they have right now is crumbling. Everything oh, that they've built yeah. up is crumbling right before our eyes, and they're trying every which way to spin it, and they can't. Like it's it, it's like they're 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 running as fast as they can, but they're on a fucking wheel. Like they can't go anywhere. Uh, and and you could see the desperation in their attempts uh, to spin it. Like pr- I, I bring this back all the time. I'm like, yo, if these people were truly in control. Would they be acting the way they are? Would they be would they be as right. reactionary as they've been, or, or sloppy as they've been? Normally, they're they're very on point with their false flag events and things that happen. Even going back to Ukraine, like you really think if they were in control, you think that they'd have to use video game footage to to create the ghost of Kiev, or do you think they'd actually have a fucking jet fighter exploding <laughs> in the middle of Kiev and just raining down hellfire on everybody's heads in Kiev because they don't give a shit about money or, or equipment or people's lives they just care about their agenda and the narrative that they're pushing like i truly believe that the control that they once had has dwindled so severely that they are literally grasping at straws to try to hold on to the narrative and it's falling apart it's happening i'm pumped no matter regardless of whether people believe in q or not i implore people to just look at what's happening in the world and take a beat because the atmosphere is different, the energy has changed, mm-hmm. everything is being flipped on its head. It's not bad yet, but the world's changing. Like we're never, we're never going back to 2016. No. Like that's 
It's so far gone. We're never going back to 2019. I no. mean, this is we're, what's coming is either about to be like 1984 Brave New World shit, or it's going to be like the Jetsons meet Golden the Gospels age. or yeah, something. Like yeah, age. yeah. I, no, I, I'm with you. I say all the time. I I, I truly believe that we're going to enter a golden age where we're going to have things like free, like free energy will be accessible to human beings. And I think that's been something that's been withheld from us for yep. for a long, long time. And uh, you know. I don't think people. I, I I don't think people really truly understand the concept of free energy and how much that would drastically change humanity forever, forever. And I don't think it's a coincidence that John G. Trump, Donnie's uncle, was the man tasked to go through all of his work. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. No. Nope, I, really not one don't. Bit. I don't think it's a coincidence of the Ingersoll Lockwood books of Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey of, of time travel. Of Elon Musk last week literally tweeting this out. He's literally tweeting this out. He's like, if the Den Party had a time machine, why do time, <laughs> yeah. time travelers keep trying to kill me? I'm just a realtor. Uh, like, like these are th- like, <laughs> like things that are happening. But I, I, I really think about, uh, the, glo- the global economy, everything that's happening with the U.S. dollar, the banks, like everything is literally collapsing. And I say all the time, it, it could be one way or the other. Like we for, we, right. we, we want to collapse the Fed just as bad as they want to collapse the dollar. Like they need that to happen to bring in their one world currency, to bring in their digital currency, to bring in whatever they want to do to control us. Um, but we also need that to happen so we can get rid of the Fed and go back to a gold back currency where our dollar we actually have buying power and our dollar actually goes somewhere. Um, so it's a double edged sword and we're walking right on that razor's edge. Um, and I truly believe we're going to fall on the right side and uh, we're going to we're going to come out victorious. I truly believe this. I, 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 I think that uh, they're they're giving their last stand. They're, they're bringing out all all of the ammunition with the indictments on Donnie um, and trying to bring this man down any way that they possibly can to stop him from running in 2024. The World War Three, the banks, everything that's happening right now, like really like to us, it's normal. Our generation, we're like, oh, this is just fucking, you know, regular day at the yeah. office. This is what <laughs> we've lived through our entire fucking lives. But like really sit back and think about like. Is this is this normal? Like, is this what's supposed to happen? Like, is this how things are supposed to play out? Absolutely not. And 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 Chris mentioned it earlier in the beginning of the show of like life is supposed to be simple. Like we're supposed to enjoy our friendship with our 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 family and our loved ones, like and do the things that we truly love to do. We're not supposed to be just slaving it away at a job just to get more materialistic things that in reality don't make us any happier. They're just like to show off to other people like, Hey, here I'm on Instagram and social media, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this too. I mean, it, people, if people really think that life is really truly as difficult as it is because of racism <laughs> and, and inequity, like if you, if you were to just actually take a hundred fucking people and put them in a room one person is probably quote unquote racist and it has nothing to do with anything else other than they were a product of bumblefuck old school middle of nowhere Georgia and they're probably also they know five dead. people right. in their life. They literally know yeah, five it, people because there's no one that lives within a mile of them. 
Racism and is so, taken gay and manufactured by the government and yeah. by the propaganda media. And here's what's here's what's unfortunate though is there is a massive difference in being like a racist, a Nazi, a bigot, and then being someone who realizes that oh yeah, the South Side of Chicago is just not fucking safe. Pattern <laughs> recognizer, I like. Yeah, that. it's just <laughs> like uh, recognizes sorry. patterns. <laughs> so. Like, it, yeah. it, it, that's all you're doing is recognizing repeated action and repeated patterns. Like that's all. And all of a sudden that's, that's become racist. And you know, or it's, it's no like, different than being like, Oh, so here's a rich billionaire. Here's seven rich white billionaires with no oversight, no accountability. Or it's like saying the Jews own Hollywood. Yeah. Like that's, that's it's, it's just like some, some shady shit's going to happen. Shits, you know? Why is that bad to say that Jews own Hollywood? Like, Clear, uh, do you are, are all the people that own the Hollywood are they Jewish? Yes. Okay. Then that's that, then why is that bad to say? Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is the things that they do, and this is the, this is the way that they set things up. That they they twist words, they manipulate the way that you're supposed to think and see see narratives. You're not allowed to call out these patterns or recognize these things that are happening. Uh, if people if people want to look into patterns, people, I don't think patterns is the right word, but if you want to find some direct correlations that are fucking questionable, go start digging into bloodlines. Yes. I'm telling you, man, you will start to realize that holy shit, not only is the world ran by only a handful of them, but some of them are fucking human. <laughs> That's my conclusion. Yeah. Uh I mean, so, if, you, if you get into you know the reptilians and Anunnaki yep. and uh, you get into outer Earth and the Antarctic Wall, like there's so many ways that this could go. And then you look at Admiral Byrd and what he said, and I mean, there's so many fucking. I think we gotta have, we gotta have Chris back and 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 go and go through a lot of this stuff. Yeah, we gotta. Hey, we I'm gotta, all for it, man. Chris, we gotta have you come back, and we're gonna do a whole Bloodline show. Uh, just Dude, so you know, if if you if you'll let me know like a timeline of when you're thinking, I'll do a little bit more prep work and maybe do some screen well. shares, and we can we can go down oh, the rabbit hole. Yeah, we, we, we could we could definitely set that up. We'll, we'll, Two hours we'll, went by way too quick. We have we have to. Do I know, that. right? It, it, it fucking flew. Well, this is what happened when I went on his show, dude. I went on his show. Dude, I was like, it was almost four hours. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be done in an hour. I'm just doing a quick interview on somebody's show. A quick guest spot. I'll be done in an hour. We'll eat dinner. Four hours later, she's sleeping. She's like, "What the fuck?" How can you put up with him for four hours? I can barely get through two. Alan, we've done four-hour bangers on many occasions, my friend. Yeah, yeah. we have done many four four-hour bangers. Well, mostly because you can't shut I, the fuck up. But I, I, I <laughs> four well, no, Chris, you're, you, I, and this is true. I can't, I, I can't shut the fuck up. There's, it's impossible. I, when, when it's funny because when Roger was on, I actually shut the fuck up. Like it's very rare. You have to shut up for Roger Stone. You gotta have let him talk. Well, it's funny because uh, we had Roger Stone on last week, and we had a clip, a clip of ours that uh, went pretty viral. Of Roger saying how he thinks Big Mike is going to be the Democratic candidate, which is something that I've literally been saying since 2020. I thought she was going to be the the, the, the 2020 candidate. And and then he also said that RFK might eventually be the VP for Donnie and be a cross-party unification. Unity ticket. Yeah, wow, so, so, that'd be cool as shit. So Go he team. made a prediction on our show, and it, and it went viral. And one one of one, someone listening to the show. Uh, commented on one of the threads and was like, I can't believe James 
held back the urge to scream out Big Mike as he was talking <laughs> about Michelle Obama. Because anytime, anytime yeah, that name gets brought up, it's Big Mike. Anytime. <laughs> so, but because Roger was there, I was like, man, I don't want to ruin his flow. And it was such a great take uh, that I didn't want to just jump in and scream Big Mike and throw him <laughs> off. But I'm sure he would have laughed his ass would, off if I did. Uh, would Would Michelle Mike Obama be the first black trans president? <laughs> <laughs> Beta, beta, oh. <laughs> guys, this has been a blast, man. We I could do this every day for hey, you know. Chris, we're gonna, we're gonna de- we're definitely gonna do this again. I want to have you come back on. We'll talk about the bloodlines and 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 we'll talk because there's so many like people only talk about the Rothschilds and and uh, you know some people even mention the Pesos, but there's there's 13 of them. Uh, there's people that are still unnamed and and people have no fucking clue who the fuck they are uh oh yeah and and, and you know the Rothschilds is just the, the tip of the iceberg the Rockefeller is just the tip of the iceberg uh and they're all intertwined and married for example if you want a little teaser for what what, what might be to come uh the crown is not the crown the Rothschilds gave them a huge debt in in turn to marry into the royal family and then just inbred from there and took over the crown uh, and it's now just a Rothschild family, but that's just one of them. There's so many stories and so many things to get into. Uh, Chris, tell everybody where they can find your show, uh, where they can follow yeah. you, uh, and what you got going on and and, and coming up. I, we wanted to we wanted to get into some current events with you. We wanted to get into some, but we got it. Well, as you as I we'll get there, we got, we got weird. I fucking loved it. Uh, well, I so- appreciate you guys. But uh, no, ever since my my socials got nuked, so Facebook's gone, Instagram's gone. Uh, I'm about to go heavy on Twitter, moving and and life happening fast. Uh, I'm about to go heavy on Twitter and Rumble and potentially Discord for free, to where we can start dropping. You know, other people can can come in and actually, uh, you know, create conversations and you name it. So find me at Chris McNally on Twitter. And from there, that's where I'm going to start pumping everything out. Just because Elon doesn't have a problem with me, man. Uh, we're we're cool. Twitter seems to be the uh, where it's at right now, as far as yeah. social media yeah. platforms. That 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 is where it's at. Everybody who was banned is back. And not everybody, but a large well, majority most, is well, most most. And well, there's, there's so much going on there. A lot of, a lot of Anna Twitter's also Twitter's got some great new features that I'm looking forward. And already playing around with when it comes to uh, giving quality information that people can go and dive into better. So I'm actually I'm excited about Twitter. The more and more I think losing my Instagram was a blessing. Uh, one, it was funny and uh, well overdue, but now it's uh, it's forced me to go look into other a- uh, avenues, and I'm liking what I'm seeing out there. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what comes out from you. And I know Chris, you've reached out to me uh, to do some, some collabs. So I'm looking forward to doing some collabs in the future. Uh, once you get settled with the move, I'm sure you're super fucking busy. You got a, a newborn son, beautiful baby boy. Um, but uh, go give Chris a follow, check out his podcast, biding my time. Uh, I'm looking forward to parts two, three, and maybe even four. I don't know how many, how many split up our show. I've narrowed it down. I've got it down to three. So I'm going to get two out part, soon. I'll part let you one know. Is out. Part one is out. Go check that out. We got weird. We got to talk about Tartaria and uh, the World Fair and, and all that fun stuff uh, and the bells. We didn't even get into that. I wanted to talk about again, that. We're, Chris, we we're going to have to do this again uh, sooner than later. Uh, appreciate you Gentlemen, coming up. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, for coming on. We'll do this again. Great to have you. Give Chris a follow. Alan, great to meet you, man. 
same here. I'm actually blasting you out on my Twitter now for uh, people to follow you. So, dude, you're the man. Alan's Alan's a real piece of shit. This guy. I'm a real, piece of <laughs> a real, real seems, solid piece he, of shit. He seems like the top brass. He's the, the right wing cigar yeah. king. They call him. He's yeah. the the right wing cigar king. So I'm a CIA uh, psyop handler. Yeah, he's a handler. He's a Fed handler. <laughs> I'm a Fed. Well, shout out to our sponsors, My Patriot Cigars, the number one cigars. These things are unbelievable. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you if you smoke cigars, but these are fantastic cigars. Really? This is why we call them the right wing cigar king. It's my uh, company, Patriot Cigar Company. You get, get us your address. I'll send you some. The, uh, the, and we'll set you, set you up with a code. Set you up with a code. So, uh, oh wow, okay. Your podcast, yeah, give yes, you a yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, they're they're the blender of these cigars are the same blender that Michael Jordan uses for his cigars. Okay. Unbelievable. There's my favorites, the Mark 48, but there's four of them. So go to mypatriotcigars.com, put in code WPRUSA at checkout. But if you're not sure what you want to, what you like, pick up a sample sample box, uh, you get one of each or get a whole box. If you know what type of cigars that you like. Uh, and with every box that you buy, you get a $10 e-gift card with, with that. Uh, so go to mypatriotcigars.com. These things are unfucking believable Golf season's here. I've been ripping these fucking things on the golf course all day. Uh, so you definitely want to be ready for that. Pick, pick them up today, mypatriotcigars.com. Code WPRUSA. Can't forget Kush Creams. Go to kushcreams.com. Number one topical 21-time Cannabis Cup Award winning. Uh, we just got Matt, Matty Ray and Jude Rose their their little sample pack, and they loved it. They've been using it every single day along with their psilocybin microdoses. Uh, <laughs> they've really been enjoying those. But go to kushcreams.com. Code GREAT1776 or WPRUSA. Get 15% off. Uh, they won 21 Cannabis Cups for a reason. The natural sensei, I'm telling you right now, if you sunburn easy like myself, you will thank me later. Uh, this is the best stuff for sunburn care I've ever used in my entire life. Go to kushcreams.com and can't forget our friends at Sirius CBD, the number one CBD on the planet. Go to Sirius-CBD or get SiriusCBD.com and pick up yours today. Uh, tons of discounts with code WPRUSA. Uh, me and Marley Dog take it every single – this stuff is awesome. It's been helping my – I threw up my back again, Alan fucking guy of course you did but thanks again to chris go give him a follow we'll be back on friday uh we might have a special guest it might not it might just me being alan gang banging on the government as usual we got (laughs) tons and tons to talk about because we didn't get into any current events i wanted to talk about the dolly lot there's so much going on uh but we'll be back on friday same bad time same bad channel until next time guys where we go one we go all our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, 
and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel 
so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.